episode 262 for November 2013. And in case you're wondering, that is a hip-hop remix of the classic 1970s Spider-Man theme from the live-action show on CBS. On to the show. Hey, Crawl Spacers. Welcome back to our November show with Kevin and George. What's going on, Kev and George? How are you guys on this Friday night? You know, talking to you. So that's uh, it's always a good start. <laughs> you guys are wild and crazy guys. You could be hanging out and, and on dates and uh, partying up with some liquor, but... We're talking Spider-Man on a Friday night, and I appreciate the dedication. <laughs> uh, you know, no problem. Yeah, I, uh, I'm having some uh, mead right now. You know what that is? Are you familiar with the mead, Jomo? I don't know the mead. Tell, is that, is, is, did, didn't they make Trapper Keepers back in the day? I, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm drinking... Uh, 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 I stumped the George. Did you hear that, folks? I stumped the George. I want to kick you in the schnutz so bad right now. Schnutz? Okay, I don't know what schnutz are either. Schnutz. Schnutz. <laughs> Balls, huevos. <laughs> anyway, now I know what Kevin knows what the meat is. It's um, yes, if I've you've ever, meat. yeah, if you've ever been to a Renaissance festival, uh, Jomo, uh, okay. you know, for people with culture, they do this kind of thing. I've actually and, um, been to a Renaissance uh, event before, a couple of them. And you didn't have, did you didn't have the, the delicious mead. I'm not, I'm not a big drinker. I, I did do a uh, trebuchet, though. I did a trebuchet competition against the local radio station. They be- beat my ass. So catapults you'll do, but not, you know. I won't do the meat. I did get hit on by a skank. No, wait a minute, not a skank. Uh, well, that's happened before. If you don't get hit on at a Renaissance Fair or something, you're doing something wrong. No, no, no. What, 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 are, they, what are they called? Uh, not skanks. Um, Wench. Winch. I got hit on winch, by a winch. A winch at the restaurant fair is a good thing. It's not like a, you know, it's like a crack whore trying to pick you up downtown. All right, it's a little different kind of a well, thing there, Jomo. Well, we're 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 off to a rousing start as usual. Um, nope, but but the, no, the the meat is uh, it's wine yeah. made of honey. Oh, that does sound good. Oh, that it's fantastic. But if you're yeah. you know if you're not a you know if you're kind of a teetotaler or if you don't drink a lot, and I'm not, that's not an aspersion. Some people just don't drink. My father was like that. My father I'm, just didn't drink. I'm not. I'm not a drinker. No. I, I on the other hand, am drinking what you're not. I, okay. I'm, I'm picking up the slack, and probably Kevin is too. Yes, you can have my share. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm. I'm doing right now. I'm having a, a little, a little bottle of mead, and it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's doing me right. I'm, I'm liking it. <laughs> well, we've checked in with George. Kevin, what are you up to? <laughs> You know, I, I sometimes kind of think we should just toss the segments on this show and retitle it The Monthly Conversation with BDGBKC and just go at it. <laughs> I always have fun talking with you guys. This is a good way to start. They'd listen. I've seen the numbers. They'd listen. All right. Uh, we're starting with cartoons this time. We're starting with uh, two episodes. What are we reviewing this month, George? Uh, okay, well, uh, it's a Venom double shot. Or okay. in this case uh, tonight, it's a Venom... You know, a couple dozen shot probably. <laughs> it's uh, venom mead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and this this episode, the season one episode anyway, got me thinking about some things. But but the the season one episode we're going to review tonight is uh, episode four of season one. It's called uh, you know aptly enough Venom um, by Man of Action again, which is four guys including uh, Kelly and Casey and right. a couple of other people and a guy named James Felder who I've never heard of. And then uh, season two's up. Well, we'll get to that later. I'm about to throw out the name on that one, but we'll wait. Um, so, so this is the first appearance of uh, of the Venom symbiote um, in the Ultimate Spider-Man uh, cartoon universe. Now, you know me. I, I, to say I'm not a big fan of the Ultimate Spider-Man comic books is an understatement. Right. Um, so I don't really know how this meshes with how Venom was done. Wasn't Venom? Uh, uh, Jessica Drew or something. In the in the Ultimate Universe, uh, Venom was Eddie Brock. Okay, what was Je- Je- okay? So Jessica Drew was Spider Spider Girl, and she, and Ult- she's she's the clone of Peter Parker, the female she, clone. She turns into Carnage. No wait, that was Gwen. I don't no, know. That was Gwen Stacy. None of it yeah. makes a damn any damn. Part <laughs> turns into Gwen Stacy, and then uh, yeah. yeah, that was confusing. <laughs> all right, so um, so I don't know how I I don't know from Ultimate Venom. All right, okay. And and honestly, you know me. I mean, I, I've made no bones about it. Venom is one of my least favorite Spider-Man comic villains of all time. 
real quick, the the Bagley Bendis story is that Peter's dad worked. Didn't he work with Eddie Brock's dad? Is that right, yeah. Kevin? Yeah, it is. And they created the Venom symbiote in and Eddie cure Brock. For cancer. Yes, as a cure for cancer, and which I think is actually not a bad origin for for the Venom. If you want to go on an alien, it works. Yeah, I agree. But go ahead, George. <clears throat> All right, so so hang on here. Would you say? Would the yeah. two of you say that in the context of this cartoon, it is completely off the wall for the oh, yeah. symbi- for the symbiote to have come from space, like it should have? So in this, because in this episode, it's created by Doctor Octopus. It, it comes from the evil of Spider-Man's butt. That's <laughs> what it comes from in this episode, pretty much, right? Um, oh, but I didn't watch this now. Wow. <laughs> what, I mean, doesn't it, George? <laughs> if you want to, if you want to kind of be literal about it, uh, I can see it that way. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It comes from his butt. There's but, no um, good image of that happening in my head. There's a not sp- a lot of good images in these cartoons. So a, <laughs> a, a mechanical spider bites Spider-Man's ass. Yes. Yeah, I'm not DNA, and then that's what Doctor Octopus uses for. I, I was really kind of trying to avoid that, Joe. You know, but, no, but that, man, that's fine. I didn't write it. I, I mean, I'm no man of actually. It took it took five people to write that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you get the five of them are all chain smoking and getting you know drunk and maybe pass around a hooker. Um, and, you know, in a hotel room, they've been up for two days. And they're like, we just can't get past it. How do we get it? How do we get it from point A to point B? How do we get it, the DNA from Spidey and a dog? I know, I know. A robot takes it from his ass, it, <laughs> and, and then all of them, they're like, God damn it, that's it. It writes itself. Go, go. You know, and then you somebody, admit, though, the spider, the they pixelated the the cut out of his costume. Out of, out of his costume, yeah. That, that was, was pretty funny. funny. I, I'll give him that. And then there's people taking pictures of it with their little cell phone, and yeah. he's, he's got a yeah. It, it, they had a pixelated out like it was blurred out, and yeah, like was... like you're watching Japanese porn. You know what I mean, Kevin? And <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just made myself snort. Um, <laughs> there's the mead. <laughs> so, okay, so you know this episode had me thinking. Um, about Venom, just Venom in general, you know, and I, 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 I've never liked the character. I've never, I liked the first appearance that when McFarlane did it, but everything from that point on was downhill, you know, yeah. and, and it occurred to me, I'm like, okay, cause I, 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 this is, I'm not lying to you. I was on the toilet when I was thinking this, I took a break uh, from watching the cartoon and I'm like, okay, well, what, what you're we, doing research for what's in this episode. Exactly. And I, I, yeah, actually, you know, I was like, well, what? Why does he have – his name is Venom. He eats life force. The symbiote feeds off of your life force and sucks it out of you slowly, right? I mean that's, the, the, that's, that's, what he, that's how he lives. Yes. Why does like, he have giant teeth and a, and a giant gaping maw and talk about wanting to eat brains if that's what he uses? If what he eats, if what he needs to live is life force, why does he have a giant colossal mouth that says, I want to eat things? I don't know. <laughs> but, but, but why? How did he eat a poodle when Matt Gargan had the symbiote? <laughs> if 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 he's feeding off life forces as, as a parasitic creature, you get, the reason. Well, the teeth just got bigger because there was nothing creepier than Amazing Three Hundred. Well, there's a lot of creepy stuff, but it was creepy that just the black suit was smiling. When McFarlane did it, it made yeah. sense. It wasn't. He, it wasn't like the jackassy venom we got like in the ni- all through the rest of the nineties. I know, but you can't argue with the popularity of the character. I mean, he's I'm, he's one of the rare... I'm talking about logistics here, Brad. Oh, I, well, the dude sticks to walls. This is like, you know, like the wizard, you know, like the Fantastic huh? Four villain, you know, and like his, his, all his tech and his anti-gravity stuff. And, oh, I don't know, also maybe he's got uh, Pegasus wings. <laughs> maybe he's got anti-gravity dicks. Oh, and he feels the need to strap some wings on. Nice segue, because we'll be talking about the wizard later in Kevin's review, or my review of Superior Carnage. But you see what I mean? I'm like, it does. It just doesn't It doesn't mesh. It doesn't jive. This is one of the things that, that Venom, it's always bugged me about the character, and, and I never really thought about today and, uh, until I was taking a dump. And then it, it, <laughs> and it all occurred to me. I'm like, well, that's it. He's got giant teeth. He talks about eating brains, but he's a life force sucker. He's, a, he's like a psychic vampire. Or, or you know, why, why, yeah. the, why the giant gaping maw? Or am I off base here? I don't know. I think the brains has been subdued over the over the years. I don't think he goes around saying I want. He brains. had a brain phase. You can't get past that. Oh no, I agree. <laughs> he had a brain phase. The well, whole nine- it really depends on the on the era too, because for some reason Gargan's venom did just sort of eat stuff. Like he ate uh, Ali Osnick's arm. 
Cuz. <laughs> I don't think anyone that worked on that understood what how the symbiote actually worked. No, his, <laughs> his, te- his teeth and tongue got progressively bigger, and I think Larson drew the biggest mouth and tongue on Venom I've ever seen. So I, I think it's gotten a little less uh, cartoony. But so that's that's always bugged me about the yeah. character. Now let's, talk, let's tackle the episode, though. Well, uh, talking about the the way that they depict Venom in, in this yeah. series, though, they don't do it with the giant mouthful of teeth, right? And the giant tongue. They they do it more like tendrils and tentacles coming out of him, and mm-hmm. you know, almost like he's Clayface or something. You know, like on the old Batman uh, cartoon, right? Right. Uh, and that I don't mind so much. You know, he doesn't go around eating. You know, their brains, brains. You know, like a like a caricature of himself, you know, over some sort of walking parody. But uh, anyway, so the episode starts off, you know, you've got Spider-Man uh, getting chased by Dr. Octopus's robot through the subway. Suddenly he likes the spider cycle. Uh, he's having an, an image in his head of the little tiny Doombot trying, you know, like, you know, like he gets these little montages and he turns into a fat little cherub character and everybody's fat little cherub characters and they're all doing wacky things. Right. Getting chased by the Doombots, uh, getting chased by Dragon Man, who I think was wearing a diaper uh, <laughs> or something. Yeah. Oh, something weird. And then Herbie from the Fantastic Four, who shoots black goo all over him, and, and <laughs> sort of sort of like a, a foreshadowing of what's coming. You know, his like whole head's <laughs> covered in black goo, and you can see the eyes. And I'm like, ah, because because we're about to see that. Well, that's no. Fun. Anyway, um, so yeah, so he he defeats uh, Doctor Octopus, and what's weird, and this is something that happens in both these issues or issues, both these episodes, you know, the, the Spider-Man's always using the shield web shooter, you know, because the one that the boy genius came up with just isn't good enough. We have to every other episode have him use this goddamn thing that shoots electricity through the webs. Yep. I remember the good old days when Spider-Man and his web shooters, you know, could stop Juggernaut. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or inadvertently trick Juggernaut into, you know, burying himself in 30 feet of cement. But you, you, see, what I'm, you see what I'm going for here. Yeah. Why, why do we have all this? I mean, why, does, why is that necessary? He uses it here to kind of, you know, short-circuit the, the robot along with the subway mm-hmm. um, to get away before he gets, you know, bitten in the ass, like you said. <laughs> Which does tear out, you know, a giant chunk of his seat, and people are on the subway, you know, ah, I can see Spider-Man's ass, you know, <laughs> and uh, which is disconcerting in and of itself because you know that's going on the YouTubes, yep, oh, and it does in this episode, you know, I'd probably, I'd probably embed that and put it on the front page. It hits the social media. Oh, you have to. We we cover all things Spider-Man. Yeah, Spidey ass. We 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 got to put it on there. Yeah. I'd even make it a section, Spidey Ass Number One. <laughs> it, have, it would have its own website tag. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. Parker Ass. Parker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so we get to see Osborne here. For the first time, we see his face, not just him talking in the shadows or, or through, like, just his eyes to a limo or something like that. We, we get to see the man face on, and he doesn't have the cornrows. Now, I know he didn't have the cornrows in the Ultimate Universe, right? No, I think no. he... He doesn't? No, he has regular hair. Okay. That in itself is fail. He was Bagley, dude. You, I know, but I know, but well, that's a design thing, though. Bagley could draw him with the cornrows. This is a design. Good, but Bagley redesigned him. It's with an ultimate hair. thing. It's the same thing that gave uh, Uncle Ben uh, a hippie pick, you know, ponytail for Christ's sake. <laughs> you know, and probably and had him doing yoga or what the hell ever, and eating sprouts. So, well, um, we were dealing with a, an older couple from a completely different era than when they were originally created to be an older couple. Hippie. The older couple from the 60s? So hippies. they're hippies, I guess, right? Damn, damn mm-hmm. hippies, that's right. So, um, <laughs> hip, damn dirty hippies. As, uh, well, as, Uncle Ben was a, wasn't he a World War II vet? Not in, not in Ultimate, no. He'd, he'd be in his 70s. Well, when, when was his era then? It, it probably... Let's say he was 70 in 1960. That's too much math. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> He's a great, depre- great Depression. We've had Aunt May Great Depression. All right, I'll tell you what. Just, just pipe down, Professor, and let me get down with this review. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, drink a little mead. You get a little cocky, don't you? No, I, I, I yeah, little, that's it. a little froggy. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, so the strength of this episode is it actually comes from 
Norman and Harry and their relationship and Harry and Peter's relationship. It, it's weird. It's like at some point the dialogue when and it's only for a brief amount of time when Harry and his dad are talking and then later on when Pete and Harry are talking where the writers forget they're writing this jackass show that's trying to keep the attention of a 2-year-old. <laughs> you know, and they actually have some 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 legit dialogue. Mm-hmm. For a cartoon, you know, I mean, like, you could tell, you know, Harry's like, well, Harry and Norman, they love each other, but Norman's got his life, and Harry's always going to be second seat to what Norman's trying to accomplish. You know, it, it, it's wrapped up really nicely with lines like, hey, I have to go take care of that thing. I've left you a $1,000 spending cash in case you get hungry. Nice. You know, and I'm like, look, yeah, I mean, what does Harry do? Harry's like, I'm in high school. My dad just dropped a thousand bucks. I'm going to have a giant party up in here and probably get laid. (laughs) So so he's on the horn to like every chick he knows in high school saying, I got a thousand dollars, cold, hard cash. And, uh, you know, I'm ready for loving. <laughs> so, so he invites only chicks, and of course, you know all the guys show up too. You know, because it's yeah. And he, he's like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't order sausage. What is this, Flash <laughs> Thompson? What are you doing here? That's yeah, not what I wanted on my pizza. You know. <laughs> so anyway, and Flash well, is there. Yeah. Well, so they have the giant party at Harry's now. We have to preface this, you know, because there's there's tension between uh, between Pete. I almost said Perry between Peter and Harry. <laughs> it's almost like I'm trying to make them shippers or something. You know? <laughs> sure, that's already out there somewhere. I know yeah. Stella, Stella's probably already put that put that together and got two out of you. Oh, Stella didn't listen to the show. It's I know, right? right? <laughs> shippers. So, um, no, they they got they got into it because they're they're trying to hang out, but you know Peter's other group of friends, his super team, his super buddies, his spider friends. Yeah, the Shield Spidey buddies. Um, yeah. You know, they're like, they want to hang out with him, too. And he's like, no, y'all don't understand. You're not my friends. You're my annoying teammates, except for you, uh, hot white tiger chick. You stay, you know, I will get your number later. But everybody else over here, you're annoying the hell out of me. <laughs> you know, and, and really what that means is, Nova, I hate you. Is what that, it's code for I hate you, Nova, because they just don't get along. They're like, you know. He, he's like, essentially uh, feeling what the audience feels. We hate Nova, yes. Yeah, Nova's a dick, and yeah. uh, I'm hoping he dies at some point in season three. Um, Rich Ryder comes he's back. His, he's got his own comic book now, so probably not. Is he a dick in that, too? I have I not read it. I don't even read it. Because he's, <laughs> he's a dick in this. If, if Richard Ryder's not in it, I'm out. Well, from the so, art I've seen, he's got to be like nine years old. Yeah, he's he's a little teen. So this version's actually older than what's, what we got in the comic book. I'd have to think so. The one in the comic book was really okay. freaking young, but it might have just been Ed like, art. Like 13, maybe, on the, in the comic, and like yeah, 16 top. here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, eventually, so they get to Harry's party now. Now, Doc took the DNA sample from Peter's ass uh, <laughs> and created a being made of rage. <laughs> made of pure, unadulterated rage. He's, he, right. he works on it for a while, you know, and... and Oops, Osborne's like, well, get rid of it, and Doc Ock is like, all right. And Ock, by the way, still looks like the greasy-haired, awful. creepy guy that works in the back at the porn theater that they don't let other people see. Awful, awful, awful. Right, exactly. So uh, he's like, yeah, I'll get rid of it. And then Norman shows up, and he's, oops, yeah, I couldn't get rid of it because I created something so smart it escaped me. All right, sorry. Next project, you know, you, you want to build a swing set out back? What, what do you want to do <laughs> I got my I got some tools here, boss. We so oh. call the shots. What's next? Yeah, What's why why are they keeping Osborne a genius down the basement? That's just awful. Yeah, exactly. So so it it, it escapes and it's loose and, and Doc Ock says, Well it's probably trying to find its way back to its host, which is Peter. Right. And so I, apparently it's trying to crawl back up Peter's butt. <laughs> Uh, so that's what we take for this. So at the party, you know, besides, I've got to go to the bathroom. You know, I've got to go. I've got to. Never mind. That was obvious. There's a lot of bathroom humor in this show. Well, There's you don't. Ten need... flavors of unfortunate happening here. Yeah, you're not kidding. It really is. But the it's most... like they're writing it out of their ass. The most unfortunate thing is when he walks in and sees Flash drinking out of the bidet. I know. I thought that too. But there's a water. There's the sink is right beside it. But it does look like he's eating out, drinking out of the bidet. He is drinking out of the bidet, Brad, because he says he calls it a fancy toilet. Oh, Seriously. he really is. He yeah, really he's is drinking out of the bidet. Because then he looks at Peter and says, "Hey, come check out this freaky toilet." Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, Hosh, No, you. Oh. 
Whoa. You know, I, I thought he was drinking out of the bidet, too, but then I saw the wide shot, and there's like a faucet next to it, so I Drinking just... out, of a, of a, out of a bidet, Brad. That's how, that's how depraved this cartoon is. Okay. All right. All right. I'll get I, I'm, I'm the ultimate Spider-Man comment, uh, cartoon yeah. expert. That's why you have me on this. I, I, am, I am deferring to you on this. He's drinking out of the toilet. <laughs> Step off my Tic Tac, son. <laughs> Good lord! You're, you're, I, had, I had a rough day. I had a lot of. I had a big fight with my apartment complex today. I'm just all riled. That's why. I, that's why. I needed you're some, drinking some mead and picking on I, me. Yeah, I'm not picking on you. Oh, okay. Yes, Mister George. Anyway. <laughs> oh my God! Wow. All right. So, uh, so Flash drinks out of the bidet, and uh, then the Venom symbiote comes up to the plumbing and jumps on Flash. Because who, in, who in the meeting said, you know what, we're going to introduce this awesome character, Venom. Where's he going to, how's he going to appear? Let's just have him come up through the toilet. Well, exactly, right. He, he, just, comes up, he just comes up through the plumbing. And, and, and here's the thing. Peter's right there. If this yeah. thing is, is, is mad and angry and trying to get back to his host, why is it jumping on Flash if Peter's right there? Yeah. That didn't make any sense. There's, there's plot holes in this that a child could see, mm-hmm. you know? So, and I know that because I recognize him. <laughs> so, so it jumps on Flash. Yep. Um, the party's a bust. People are running out. Oh my God! This is the most horrible night of my life, Harry. Here's my phone number. Call me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that little that little scene was cute. I thought you laughed. That actually happened, Kevin. Yeah, I'm not so, surprised. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, so then the, the super team squares off on him. They finally get up to the roof. They're fighting on the roof. Cage rips the symbiote off of Nova at one point mm-hmm. with his bare hands. Yeah, that wasn't bad. No, that shouldn't. No, that should happen. That shouldn't happen at all without killing Flash. Mm, yeah, it, it, it shouldn't. Uh, you know, it, I I don't know. I'm I'm too much. It's like I know how it should be, and then when I get something else, I'm like, oh no. Like, why is electricity this thing's you know Achilles' heel and not sound? I know. I thought that too. Yeah. Why was that how it is in the uh, in Bendis' Ultimate Verse? No, it's always been sound. I thought, right, Kev? As far as I know, yeah. Okay, well, I don't know. Where, I guess because that's you know he's got the taser webs and they figure they have to use it every other episode. Yeah, which I I, I don't. I, I mean, sounded fire. It's pretty much always been those things, right? Yeah, I mean, fire doesn't even ever come into play here. I guess because they don't want you know they don't want to get sued for. Well, you honestly, know, I don't well, think. Fire has really been a thing with the symbiotes in the comics for a long time. It just used to be something. I don't remember fire being a thing either. Oh, Brad, that's how uh, Human Torch used to show up and lay the smack down on those bitches. <laughs> on, on Venom? When? Uh, in fact, I think that was, wasn't that the only way they got Venom captured one time was he showed up? Hmm. You got me on that one. I think it was like in a web or team up or something like that. And he's like, I remember because Venom was like, in some kind of giant cylinder, and he's beating on the glass. Like, they're going to have glass on this thing and not titanium everywhere. But he's, well, I, remember, I remember he got abducted, or he, he got maybe around 258 or something. Uh, he got taken to the Baxter building, and little uh, Franklin got him out of, the, out of the, the glass you're talking about. I remember yeah. Fire being a thing in uh, that original Venom miniseries, Lethal Protector, against the, uh, the five symbiotes he spawned. Wasn't... Didn't the Human Torch do something against Carnage too? It's possible. I don't remember a whole lot of specifics. Um, but yeah, yeah, Fire definitely used to be a thing. It just isn't really mentioned anymore. I think once they got like the Sonic gun in the nineties, they're all like, "All right, this is what it is. Sonic's awesome." Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you have a fight, you know, with the team, and uh, and you know, Cage Nova gets it first, then Cage. Spidey gives him the electro webs, you know, whatever the electro. That's a thing now. They call Nick Nick uh, Nick Fury calls it the taser webs. Spidey calls it the electro webs. Whatever. Good grief, you know, it, it makes me want to slap somebody. Um, Iron Fist usually comes off as a hoss in every episode he's in, right? Uh, Venom gets a kick in on him, but then you know him and him and or Iron Fist and Venom have that you know old west showdown kind of moment, you know. Like, oh, it's about, to, it's about to be on. And, and Iron Fist, you know, uh, knocks it off cage. He hits him so hard, it just knocks it off cage. Right. And I'm I, like, yeah, yeah I, that I could actually see because Iron Fist is a badass. And the, there's probably some kind of specialized kung fu move that was developed 2,000 years ago specifically just to rip off a symbiote off of somebody's body. 
Now you have to he, Luke. I mean, uh, Iron Fist had it did have a great moment, but what about him wearing Namor underwear? Oh, he had Namor underwear on, but but he had uh, the Iron Fist symbol on it. I know it looked. He looked just like Namor when he, had he lost like, his suit. He looked like Namor if Namor was a teenager and blonde. Yeah, without what? wing, without winged feet or, or. I just thought he looked like Namor at that point. <laughs> just because you're just checking out his junk, Brad. <laughs> Obviously, that's you know that's that's where you, yeah he looks like Namor and I knew exactly what you meant because of the trunks. And you're going to make me start drinking, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I think this Brad's, you know, pass me the mead. He's got to fit the jack, and he's just like, ah, I give up. I'm not ever podcasting. How do, how do I, how do I melt this trapper keeper? <laughs> I damn. Yeah, so I put my trapper keeper in a blender, and yeah. uh, oh god, who knew that mead made made it? Damn. So, um, so the, you had a really cool moment there where um, the symbiote is absorbing or bonding with uh, with Iron Fist, and Iron Fist is like Spider Man. I I can sense this thing's thoughts. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know, because he's he's a centered cat, and he's like, this thing is pissed, and it's 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 confused, and it's mad at you. So, bye. Tell everyone I loved them. I'm, I guess I'm going to get one thing they really did do is they did a good job in this episode of showing what it was like to be on the inside of the symbiote. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. eventually Peter gets wrapped, and I don't think we've ever seen that before. I don't even think we've seen that in the comic book. What is it like from the host's perspective? They had a uh, similar thing with um, the spectacular Spider-Man cartoon where they kind of told the spider origin through um, while he was trapped inside the the host that I thought was really well done. It was in black and white and really well done, I thought. But uh, that's the only time I can think of. What's, What's peculiar here is that the symbiote, while it's jumping from person to person, never has the spider symbol on his chest until he jumps to Peter. Yeah, that's true. Then when he jumps on Peter, yeah. then he gets the spider symbol on his chest, which makes, you know, it kind of makes sense. But what what was funny for me was he called himself Venom when he jumps on Peter. He never called himself Venom at any other time, just when he jumps on Peter. So technically Peter uh-huh. is Venom. Now, in this in the Spider-Man or in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon universe, Venom is just a symbiote and whoever the symbiote bonds to. That's just what that's just how it is. <clears throat> Venom is not, you know, the symbi- He didn't become in the Ultimate Universe, he didn't become Venom until he hopped on Eddie Brock. Well, and and yeah. in the uh, and, and in the 616 universe now we're calling him Venom when he's when he's on other people too. Well, yeah, I mean the the symbiotes oh. carry that over through all the other hosts. It, it used to be the thing where, you know, people used to be very, you know, it was almost like, you know, like when people point out there's a hyphen in Spider-Man's name, you know, the fact that Venom is two people. It's the symbiote and it's Eddie Brock. Well, and then the problem, I think, becomes when you've got all these symbiotes around, the only way to distinguish them when they're hopping bodies is by that name. Like, Venom, Carnage, and Toxin all have different hosts now. Right. What else are you going to call them? There's there's already, like, Scream and Hybrid and five other things out there. Yeah, it makes sense to classify them just by the symbiote, especially since each time it spawns like a new symbiote and it, or it breeds or whatever, it's a little different than the than the ho- than the, the predecessor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it makes sense, you know, almost like it's species or something, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, anyway, that's just that's I'm not disparaging that. I'm just that's just conversation there. Right. I know I could sit here and talk about how much I liked it, but I'm using it in this voice and everybody thinks. <laughs> <laughs> any any other pros from the the episode? Um, well, like I said, the the good stuff in here is Norman and Harry and yeah. uh, and uh, Harry and Peter uh, right. when they're actually talking. Um, I agree. The the stupid moments are mostly court, towards the front of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good stuff, you know, is there with Harry and Peter, and, and, and again, Iron Fist gets to continue to come up as one of the bosses of this show. I just saw to be, you know, like like when. Um, you, you know it's bad when somebody else is in your show and they sort of take it over. You know, like uh, like that one year of Smallville when it became Green Arrow with his pal Superman? Yeah. <laughs> what was that, or season the, five, Kevin? Uh, no, Green Arrow debuted in six, so I think it was one of the later ones. But yeah, Green Arrow did did uh, steal a little bit from that show. Yeah, but that whole Green season Arrow was, was Green Arrow with his pal Clark Kent. That's all it was. Yeah. But to be <laughs> fair, there were times that they didn't write Clark Kent that well, so... I. Green Arrow was a bit better than Clark for a while, and I was okay with that. Yeah. All I know is it meant we had more Lois, and I didn't. I didn't bitch about that. 
was, that was right before I walked off, though, when they did the Buffy, the Buffy ripoff episode. Anyway, oh, so... That's awful, dude. The best yeah. stuff, like, season nine. It, got, it went through an awful period and then got better than ever. Yeah, I agree. It, it ended strong, I thought. So, uh, so... <laughs> dovetailing off of our Smallville discussion, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give this episode, season four, or no, uh, episode season four of season four. one yeah. of, uh, the cartoon, the episode called Venom, I'm giving it a B. Okay. The, the stupid thought, stuff is yeah. mostly front-loaded. I thought you'd give it lower, but I'm 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 happy you're giving it a B. You know one thing I, I've noticed on this cartoon that they do a lot, like when like when he jumps and he's like talking, you know, when he's like wall crawling, they do a lot of the classic Romita, you know, like like you know, like where you know he's like looking down at you, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, and his face is like t- front, you know, and uh, I like that pose. I've got it on a cup. I've got it on a lunch. I've got it everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. now, and it, it, it's an, kind of an iconic pose, and they do that a lot in this show. And I kind of, I kind of. What, what's that. what's the pose again? I, I missed it. Uh, you know, like when he's, uh, it's like he's crawling down the building. Okay. You know, but he's it's like a perspective, so it looks like he's kind of crawling towards you. The movie. Oh, poster, yeah. I mean, I think the movie poster did it at one time. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, one, one one of my big cons is I still hate that stupid spider cycle. No, I hate the spider cycle too. It's, I hate that thing. It, That's how the episode started. It's just in there to you know say, uh, you know, hey kids, why don't you drive motorcycles? Which, by the way, are are, are worse than guns for violent deaths. So, so what are we telling our kids? <laughs> Did they ever put Ghost Rider in this show yet to spank him on that motorcycle? <laughs> I'm scared of what. How are they going to do Ghost Rider on this? Show? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't well, know. I mean, they did a pretty, pretty decent job with Blade. Hmm. Well, I, I didn't see I, the Blade one. I still haven't seen that one yet. I haven't seen any season two, but all right, we've got a season two episode. Another yeah, we do. comes back. We do have we have season two. Uh, this is episode seventeen. Of I think course, we, huh? I think we've seen we've seen Venom in between these two episodes, haven't we? Um, yes, Venom does okay. appear uh, like back. towards the end of uh, of season one. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and is he Eddie Brock yet? No, okay, no, and and and. <laughs> And this sees a lot of people, Brad. Oh, God. He still doesn't have a, a host by this second season, huh? I don't know that Eddie Brock has ever shown up in the show. Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> all right. Who's, so, t- t- tell me the story of this one. All right. Well, this is, this is unfortunate because it starts oh. off with the entire team fighting one villain. It takes an entire team. It takes Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Nova, who is an intergalactic cop. Who's basically right. like a Green Lantern, right? Right. He, he, he's, White he's, Tiger and Spider-Man to fight the who? ultimate fire-throwing Hulk gong, goblin clone thing. I, 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 I can't call the, it. The what? To fight Norman. Oh, oh they're fighting the, green go- the ultimate Green Goblin version that looks like the Hulk? The one that throws, yeah, except he doesn't throw uh, fire. Uh, he, he throws like little he, pumpkin bombs. Green energy. I don't know. It's, it's, oh, yeah, I hate that. Version. He doesn't it's, throw fire in the cartoon? No. It's fire is too dangerous, you know. <laughs> Throws energy? Yeah, some kind of green energy, you know. Uh-oh. It's it's just weird. And he talks okay. like like a uh, evil British butler at first. <laughs> His first lines of dialogue it make they make him sound like the butler like like the Victorian era butler that that actually, you know, killed the annoying wife or something. I mean, it's it's bad. It, so we start the episode just Norman's out causing Bad things and they go after him. Yeah, they just start off, you know. Okay. They're just fighting at the start of the episode. Bam! They're just fighting, you know, the the goblin, the Hulk goblin, whatever the hell this thing. Ugh, is. Yeah. I hate this. I I've always I I've always hated the Ultimate Goblin. It's yeah. funny because Brian Bendis says that's the one thing he's proudest of the most. I'm like, really? You're proudest of this one thing that you got so wrong on a fundamental level? <laughs> you know? You ever hear Jr. go off? Yeah, JR's not a fan of Goblin. Oh man, Old Goblin either. <laughs> oh God. And if JR doesn't like it, so oh. anyway, so you know, I, I'm I, I'm geared genetically to hate this episode right off the bat because they have this in there, and and it is the. Oh, I'm sorry, I, and I know there's a lot of fans that like Ultimate. The Ultimate Goblin is stupid. It is one of the stupidest things I've seen in a Spider-Man comic book, and that's it. That's saying a lot. Anyway, you know, okay. I'm I'm going to go ahead and admit something. I think for the first oh, time no. in public, oh, like no. the Green Goblin. Oh, I do. Oh, I do. Oh, Kevin Cushing. <laughs> oh, you're dead to yeah, me. I thought Ultimate <laughs> Hobgoblin was awful. 
Um, but the problem with that was they made him a mindless monster that didn't talk. Do you <laughs> like the Ultimate Goblin more than the six one six? No. Okay. No, I like it. I like it very much in the context of the Ultimate Spider-Man comic book. I think it's. I like that Norman actually turned himself into a monster. I think that's an interesting take for that. Again, I'm not saying change the 616 to it. Um, I also I really like that, and it's kind of something you're talking about there. This Norman, this Green Goblin, is so powerful that it's not something you just throw around in a story. He is always that major level thing that when Green Goblin comes out. Things are getting destroyed and shields coming, and that's pretty. I think that's pretty cool to give Norman that uh, incredibly high status in the Ultimate Universe. The 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 most the or the greatest moments from Norman Osborn are not the damage he does with a pumpkin bomb. They're from the damage he does, yeah, psychologically, or, or what he yeah, does to you morally. Still do that. I guess so, but what, it, it takes something away from. How is it personal? If every time your arch enemy shows up, Shield has to show up. Well, um, that's an oversimplification, which is my fault. But you know, he's still a human being that uh, can screw with things in that way. But he also has the ability to become this incredibly powerful creature that will target everything Peter Parker holds dear. And he is, of course, the thing that ended up killing Peter Parker. Which is funny to me because, you know, the 616 Goblin does a lot of the same stuff without having to be a Hulk, a fire-throwing Hulk clone. <laughs> so, right. I, I'll just, I, I'm never going to like it. I, I, I just, I, I'm not a fan either. Yeah, just, maybe it's, I, maybe I just, it's the visual design like of him. Uh, so if he didn't look so much like the Hulk, maybe I'd like it differently. I just don't like the visual of him either. Yeah, I, 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 I've just, I just never liked it. Oh. <coughs> Yeah, so I think I'm uh, the minority on liking it, but <laughs> that's cool. I'm glad that, I'm glad you're counterpointing. Well, also. you know, it's you and Bendis. <laughs> <laughs> There's at least two people right there who think it's you know who think it's just mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> mm, so I, they it it takes Sorry. the entire team to beat Spider Man's arch enemy. And I I'm sorry, I hate I'll that. that. I'll I, give you that. I I'll hate give... I absolutely hate that. Mm. Spider-Man should be able to take on his own enemy by himself, shouldn't he? It's like Batman having to call in backup for the Joker. I agree. I what, agree. What the hell? This is what you. This is who you are. If you can't fight, if you can't fight your own arch enemy on your own, yeah, dude, you got problems. He took on the Sinister Six in Annual One. Come I know. On. He, this, this is a. This is a. What do you? Never mind. I'm. I, I, we yeah, can, that we whole can. that whole Maximum Carnage thing. He did that all by himself too. Well, that was a cluster. Okay, anyway. wait a minute. Max, <laughs> maximum Carnage, A, he wasn't fighting an arch enemy. I'm sorry. Carnage is not an arch enemy. Carnage called in his friends, too. Car that was a street battle between two two rival gangs. That wasn't Spidey and Green Goblin. That was, you know, Spidey versus a whole bunch of people. But, and so he know. was like, I've got, I got to go get a whole bunch of people. That's like a gang war. That's not, you know. Okay, uh, admittedly not the best example, but, you know, my point is <laughs> Spider-Man would never work with Black Cat, Daredevil, X-Men, you know, to take down villains. He's He always gets his people solo. No, 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 no. No, he's talking about his arch enemy, I think is what the analogy is. I mean, uh, Superman, Lex Luthor, uh, Cap, Red Skull, Hulk, Leader, stuff like that. I mean... They, they make this ultimate version so powerful that he can't take him down by himself. When does, when well, I does, think it's, it kind of makes for a really good insurmountable obstacle that every time he does actually manage to take him down, you know, he it, he's won something. Hmm. And if you're just going to start the episode with it, I don't think that's going to be the big climactic chapter where he, you know, manages to beat him. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. If it takes Plus, you... Well, you know, we're talking about a show that has a team. If you're going to have the Green Goblin as the villain, of course the team's going to be fighting it because it's a show about a team. Not always. The the team wasn't in this episode other than that one fight. Okay. I mean that, that that's it. I mean you see the team for that fight, and, and I'm I haven't seen the other Green Goblin episodes from season one. I'm guessing he beat him. I don't hell. I don't know. He may have had the entire team to beat. Him. I just have a problem with that. Yeah. I have a problem with Spider Man needing backup to take on the Green Goblin. So let, let's move on from that point. Let give me a little summary of what the episode's about. All right. So. Um, so anyway, S.H.I.E.L.D. takes Norman prisoner and decides that he's so dangerous they have to put him in detention on the moon. Okay. I'm not lying. 
Shield. <laughs> Nick Fury decides that Norman Osborn is so so dangerous, so diabolical, he has to be imprisoned on the moon. <laughs> On the moon, <laughs> with the <laughs> with the Inhumans, maybe. On somebody's semen in Black Three. <laughs> you know, they're like you know, they're Uatu is going to charge rent at his pad <laughs> <laughs> to put this guy in a jar or something. God, we're you such know? geeks that we know we we know that's so funny, but nobody on the, the average Joe in the street, Uatu charging rent. What does that mean? <laughs> I know everybody's Spider-Man, but they don't know who Uatu is. Now, if I say the Watcher, they're like, oh, yeah, the, the big head guy. Yeah, I, I, I know what that is. These days, if you say Uatu, he works with uh, Peter Parker at uh, Horizon Labs. Hmm. Well, and the Watcher's dying, apparently. Yeah. Again? <laughs> <laughs> the day ending and why? <laughs> apparently, uh, it caused a lot of health problems when you've got a head that giant. But it, but he had he tried to go to the doctor, but he couldn't communicate or interfere. <laughs> what the hell kind of health plan do the Watchers have? Are they affected by Obamacare? <laughs> Did a Watu get a letter in the mail saying, "I'm sorry, but uh, we can't cover you at this I, level I can't, anymore"? I can't interfere and, and stop my death because uh, that would alter. The yeah, I can I can see Watu now. You know, in a hospital, <laughs> what happens if writing out, gets sick? writing out an angry letter to President Obama? I hate you. <laughs> For Obamacare, I had really good coverage, and now I don't. You're an ass. I, he, I'm watching you, and I hope you slip on a banana peel. Love, watcher. P.S. Please send the autograph picture. And then he erases it at the end. He was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm communicating. I can't communicate with anybody. Yeah, or I'll just telepathically reach out to him with my mind because I have a giant head. <laughs> anyway. Doctor, I've got a giant head. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, so they decide that Norman is just so dangerous, he's got to be imprisoned on the moon. Again, I'm going to say that just because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> on the moon. All, all the other A-level threats on Earth that, that are out there. All right? Magneto. Uh, I'm sorry. Magneto's out there somewhere. Is he more dangerous than Norman Osborn? I'm going to say yeah. You think I'm talking about throwing him on the moon? You know? No. The Green Goblin has to be jailed on the moon. Like he, uh, anyway, I'm sorry. And it, it, what killed me about this was I'm like, okay, so we're finally going to do it. We're just balls to the wall. We're just saying, man, this has got to be – we're going stellar now. We're, get, we're, we're, we're getting out into space now. Why did the symbiote have to be created in a lab? <laughs> <laughs> Why did the symbiote have to be taken out of Spider-Man's ass, made in a lab, <laughs> if we're talking about space shit now? Why couldn't he come from space? Yeah, the, from what I've seen of the show, a wackier version of exactly what they did with John Jameson in the 90s series would have fit right in. You know, one of the things, I mean, I, I don't hate Spider-Man 3, the movie, you know, as, as much as some people do. I, I didn't see it in theater because nothing leading up to it kind of grabbed me by the kuyans and said, man, you know, built that kind of thing. You know, said, so, you've got to see this. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, this looks interesting. Do I want to fight a crowd to see that? I don't know. You know? So I didn't see it until it was out on home video. And after everybody was like, oh, I hate this, I hate this. And I was like, you know, I didn't hate it. as uh, It's my least favorite of the of the trilogy. Yeah. You know, uh, they didn't need two villains in there. But I like that Venom came from space. Mm. Yeah. I enjoyed the fact that Venom came from space. Sue me. I just like that. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> So they've decided Norman's going to the moon because Nick Fury has that, you know, that sort of power. Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm a judge too, and I'm gonna, I'm just an instant to forever on the moon and shit. So, you know, Peter's like, well, what are we? We got to try to help Norman. I promised Harry we're gonna try to help Norman and fix his dad, you know, because Harry's guilt tripping me. So, you know, what's a guy to do? Well, Norman spits out a container. He's in confinement. He's like, his his arms are all, you know, trussed up. He can't move. Uh, his arms and legs are like in their own little, you know, like little units or whatever. I don't know. That didn't sound good. And um, he spits out a container, and the container opens up, and a symbiote crawls out of the container. And I'm like, number one, how did he have this in his mouth the entire time <laughs> while he's fighting like five superheroes who kick his, who get together and kick his ass, and 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 then he's got you know a symbiote in his mouth. What happens Praxis. if this thing? What happens, this, what happens if this shatters in his mouth? He'll, he'll do great in prison. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Brett, that was awkward. You, I think the explicit tag on this episode just turned bright red. 
<laughs> yeah, turn yeah turn turn bright red into a gif of people doing it. <laughs> that's what it did. So, uh, or a GIF file. I guess that's what they call that, a GIF file. Oh, peanut butter and GIF. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm going to take that song. I hate you now. Peanut so, time. so <laughs> meanwhile, in a different part of the helicarrier, which Dr. Octopus is, is imprisoned on, by the way, because it's a prison ship, too. Who knew? Oh. So, so Dr. Octopus is separated from his tentacles, and he's in a different part of the ship, and he's, he's kind of like in a, in, a, in a holding womb, which I'm pretty sure that Amnesty International, like, will, International will throw a fit about. You can't do that. You can't keep these people with their limbs suspended like this. It's inhumane. <laughs> oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'll just put a bullet in his head. How about that? <laughs> anyway, so in another part of the ship, you have lab techs doing tests on the symbiote that I guess that Harry found on the piano at the end of the first uh, Venom episode that we just reviewed, okay, from season one. And so Harry they're doing... found the symbiote on the piano? After like, hey, they thought, some symbiote. They thought they killed him, but then they found, like, a little bit of black goo on the piano. And Harry yeah, just kind of scooped it up, scooped it up and put it in, like, an empty beer bottle or whatever, and, you know, puts it in their closet and, I guess, forgets about it for a while. And now the symbiote's an alcoholic, and it's craving something else. Right, right. It hates Peter Parker, and it wants some Bud Light. And some mead. <laughs> and some mead, right? <laughs> Instead of brainsy, I want mead. <laughs> but if you're gonna drink mead, don't do a podcast. Because like I had like one like like little glass, and now I'm like I can't do any because it's all, it's on the other side of the apartment now in the fridge. You're you're on the you're on the uh, back end. You're almost done with the reviews. You you're, you're almost done. <laughs> then you can just make fun of Kevin. The then I just get show. liquored up through Kevin's reviews, right? <laughs> what the hell? Venom's ending. Oh my god! I, I can't, Kevin. I, <laughs> as many reviews as I have, that'll take five hours. <laughs> I'm kidding, I, I'll I'll black out. <laughs> so okay. So anyway, so the the Norman symbiote, the one he smuggled on board. Uh, he, that he spits out of his mouth, gets in with the other one, and they, I guess, get together and combine and, and geal, congeal into one you know, larger symbiote that then breaks out and starts reproducing all over the place and taking over techs and anybody it meets on the ship. So before too long, Spidey is faced with fighting an entire ship full of Venoms. Really? Yes, and again, it, noteworthy, none of them have the white on their chest, the white spider, okay? okay? Yeah. They're just black goo venoms, okay? Um, including Coulson. Coulson gets it. Uh, Spider-Man traps symbiote Coulson, and then he turns around and there's Spider uh, or uh, there's symbiote Nick Fury. Like one of these things is last on the Nick Fury, and it's funny because it only has one eye. <laughs> that was actually kind of funny. I can fix Flash's legs, but I there's just nothing we can do about it. Oh, sorry, you, you're missing funny. an eye. Sorry, fucker. So. <laughs> That hey, was, look, the GIF is blinking again. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Woo-hoo. So, uh, anyway, um, the Fury Cherub, you know, like every now and then Cherubs will appeal, uh, appeal, appear in front of Spider-Man. You You're know, like little... Words. You better, can you walk for a straight line I'm for slurring, me? I'm slurring worse because I'm tired, Brad. <laughs> Actually, no, I mean, I've been up since 5 a.m. today. <clears throat> so, well, thank you for staying up late and drinking. Well, I couldn't <laughs> take a nap. I, I was going to try to take... Never mind. I, I'm not going to get into this. Anyway, um... No, the little the little fat fury cherub appears. All right, and and he's like, you know, use your electro, use your taser webs, and I'm like, yes, because you need to be reminded of how you defeated the you know the, the villain in the first place from the first season. You know, he's yeah. running around the entire time, and he and he's trying to fight these things to stay away from him. He never once thinks, oh hey, why don't I try that thing that worked the first time? <laughs> <laughs> no, he has to have a little fat Nick Fury cherub appear. And so, I almost said fat fuck. <laughs> Here. And then you and did. And then I did. Go on the taser web. Hero is, is really clueless. Yeah, basically. And they, they even make, you know, they even point out, he even points out that he's a, he's a genius at one point. Uh, Dr. Octopus in this, later in this episode even tells him that he's, you know, pretty, pretty good for an assistant. Because um, we'll get to that in a minute. Anyway. So, yeah, it, it just, it's... It, it rubs me the wrong way. I'm like, why? There's little things like this all over the place where I'm like, why? Why this or why that? This is one of those. I mean, I was like howling. I was like, dude, you, this is how you took him down. It's on your. It's already on your arm. Why aren't you trying this? Anyway, he does try it, and it fails. Um, 
So he gets the he gets the brilliant idea. Hey, I know. I'll break Doctor Octopus out of his cell. That's not a good idea. To try to help me against Norman, since Norman hates him, because apparently he Doctor Octopus is the one who turned Norman into the you know green fire throwing Hulk clone. Okay. Mm-hmm. One Bruce Banner. Uh, who, who gives a shit at this point? <laughs> <laughs> who gives a fat shit who did what? Now you're describing the first episode. <laughs> no, 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 no. The first episode wasn't bad. This, no, this I was, was doing a toilet reference. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, of course you were. Keep up with me, Texas. <laughs> so so Norman finds, uh, finds Ock in his cell, who, who looks like the Mole Man. From the Fantastic Four, but without any tentacles and with like different glasses. I mean, really, it's it, and, and with greasy, you know, wrestler hair from the nineties. Yeah, you know, like, like it, it's like it's like the Mole Man with the Undertaker's hair. I don't know. So, <laughs> so Spidey stops him. Spidey gets into the uh, Iron Spidey suit, which just happens to be on the on the Shield Hill carry. He says again. So I'm assuming at one point in the season one stuff towards the end, maybe I, I it's it's there. So. um Anyway, he's he's fighting Norman the entire time in this suit while Dr. Octopus is trying to find a way to, A, neutralize the symbiote, and B, cure Norman, which he manages to do in a matter of minutes mm-hmm. it, with, with, like, two, three different chemicals that are combined. He whips all that up. And I'm like, okay, first of all, it, it, it took you, you know, it took you a, a few hours to create the symbiote in the first place. Now to defeat the symbiote and fix Norman of all the other shit you did him, eh, yeah, yeah, just give me a couple of minutes. Fight this thing, and I, I'll have this whipped up. And I'm like, right. oh, my God. Really? It's drive-through science. It yeah. is drive-through science. You know, did you get some fries with that? <laughs> he's, smart, he's smart when he needs to be, dumb when he needs to be. Would you like an apple pie with that reactor? <laughs> I always would like an apple pie. <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty of that, too. <laughs> and uh, lemon pie too. They got that at Waterburger. Never mind. All right. So mm, pie. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, now I'm hungry. Now I'm hungry and I'm thirsty. Um, what was funny though is that the Venom symbiote eventually jumps on Norman or onto the, you know, the Ultimate Goblin. Um, and now that's he, not a bad idea. And that's he gets, not a bad idea. He gets the white on his chest. Okay. All right. And and so that's he's fighting Iron Spidey. And he's got the white on his chest. And I was like, why does he have the white on his chest? If if all we've seen in the cartoon so far is that when it jumps on Peter, he gets the white on his chest. And everybody else, it's just goo. Why does he get it on there? That does not make sense. That doesn't make sense. You know, it's like, uh, why does uh, why does Obi-Wan and uh, Yoda <laughs> fade away, but Darth Vader's got to be burned uh, on a bunch of sticks? Maybe well. I guess I don't know. Is that is that topic drift? I'm sorry. I I, I was <laughs> that thread drift. Oh, I think. Going, I'm going. Oh. I I always thought that he did fade away and he was just burning the suit. But that's no, maybe. Brad, because he he dies. Right, we don't ever see him fade away. Like he dies. He left the body. Well, uh, Qui Gon. Qui Gon. Why are you going to put that many? St- oh shit! Yeah, Kevin just fucked it all up. Uh, my friends who are dorkier than I am had convinced me for years until the third episode came out that Qui-Gon was going to come back as like an evil Sith ghost because he didn't disappear and then it was just like oh they forgot yeah I'm out yeah I I, I always even as a kid I was like they're just burning the suit he did fade away I know I thought about this but it was like ten years ago (laughs) you know and I've thought about it since I shouldn't have brought that analogy up. Now I'm totally sidetracked. Anyway, <laughs> so so eventually Spidey releases the anti-venom, defeats the symbiote. The uh, anti-venom. Oh, the, the serum. Okay, got the it. The serum, which apparently gets in the air and knocks them all out, or I don't know, or destroys all of them except the one that was in Norman. Uh, it fixes Norman. Norman's not the goblin anymore. Wakes up, what? what? What's going on? Where am I? You know, that kind of thing. A little, a little amnesia. You know, that old chestnut. And um, <laughs> And then the symbiote. Is like the the queen from the end of Alien, where Spidey's trying to flush it out an airlock and it's grabbing onto the sides of the airlock and it doesn't <laughs> sucked out in space. Yeah. So he uses the the Iron Spidey suit to fight it outside in space and then get back to the ship. Because yeah, I, I forgot to mention that the ship went to space. 
Oh, when, well, when they're, the, they're, they're up in the uh, towards the moon, might well, as well. When the whole, well, no, it was just flying around until the Venom outbreak happened, and then Nick Fury was like, get this ship into space, and I'm like, it's the helicarrier, man. What's, <laughs> what's, does it have Well, you know, it can go underwater. And they, they, show it, they show it in orbit at one point, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Does it have a hyperdrive on it too? Let's go to Mos Eisley. When you just don't care, <laughs> I right? I mean, that hole's big enough for you know for for Man. for a semi to drive through. Anyway, so uh, Ock flees the ship in an escape pod. Jettisons out like like a couple of droids, and um, and that's it. That's the end of the episode. This episode gets an F. <laughs> Yeah. Anything yeah, with the you've any, given out an F before, have you? Anything? I, I don't think, think I've so. given out a D before on this. Not an F. Well, on this one, yeah. Anything with the ultimate goblin in it is going to get an F. Yeah. Just on principle, it has to get an now, F. Now, when you mention that plot point about how Norman gets a symbiote on him, that is an interesting concept. Um, I, I guess I don't know who'd be. I mean, you taking the batshit crazy guy and just making him more batshit crazy. I know. I think well, that's be... well, ultimate goblin. I feel like that's really overkill to just add a symbiote onto it. It's like, hey, you don't need to. You know, if we're gonna go with the uh, the Hulk analogy, you don't need to see a symbiote on the Hulk. He's good. Yeah, they they've tried to do that in the comics too. They did that in yeah, What If. Actually, you remember Planet of the Symbiotes? There's like shots of everybody venomized, which stop. Yeah. And uh, and and what, what, remember that one uh, what if episode was like if Peter had kept the symbiote, mm-hmm. number yeah, and then eventually it latches onto the Hulk, and then I think I think uh, he kills the Earth. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was wondering when I heard the title of this episode was Venom Bomb, um, how f- close it would be to the Bendis written Mighty Avengers story called Venom Bomb, and it turns out uh, not at all. <laughs> I don't know. Not, yeah. Did, did bit, they decide that they decide that Venom was so dangerous he had to be imprisoned? You know, on the moon. <laughs> no, it's literally not uh, not even really similar. Um, what kind of doom shot of venom bomb from want, the satellite wanna, at New York? Uh, I want to know what kind of prison they put on the moon for these people anyway. Watch well, that's, that's that's no uh, different than what what uh, they did for Civil War, a prison in the uh, negative zone. Negative zone, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the it, negative- actually, it honestly doesn't seem that far fetched to me. I have to admit, just you know, keep Dracula yeah. out of that prison. Yeah, but with the negative zone, you're just you're opening up like a like a you know like a stargate or something into something else. You're not going to a whole other planet. Yeah, you know, and I that just I love that. I mean, the, the I mean, not in this case because it's like saying, oh, the wizard's too dangerous. We have to put him on the moon. You know, no, this is you know. I'm sorry, the Green Goblin is is not that that large of a threat to to require moon imprisonment. Well, sounds like a rough month, George. <laughs> Wait, you take a B and you got an F. What's that? A C minus? Uh, I guess when you average them together. Now, when you average them, you know, when you average them together, I guess it's uh, it's D. an I, it's an I don't give a damn, Brad. <laughs> it's a whole big bucket of I don't give a damn. What, what are we doing next month, George? Uh, two more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Season, we're doing season one, episode five, and uh, <laughs> season two, episode eighteen. Um, uh, hey, no, see the the next one in eighteen is the Guardians of the Galaxy episode. That one's actually pretty pretty okay. Yeah. Um, and from season one, hang on like here. The Iron Spider. I got it right here. F- okay, so that's where we get the Iron Spider costume now. Yep. All right. Okay. Oh, that's fortuitous. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. So I mean, the the Guardians of the Galaxy one. Uh, like I said, I've seen it before and. There's some good moments from it. It's got Rocket Raccoon. Good. I tell you, I'm jazzed as all hell for that damn Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Me too, dude. Me too. I'm anxious to see Thor. Anybody going this weekend to see it? I want I'm to. going tomorrow. I almost went this morning. Oh, really? Yeah. But uh, I got up and I kind of had a sinusy allergy thing, and I was like, no, I just want to stay in here. Like, you know, like, you know those days like when you get up and it's a little rainy outside and you're in bed, yeah. but it's like, it's like you're in a womb. <laughs> it's like screw the world. Yeah. It's like you're in the womb and you don't want to be born. <laughs> you know, you're I'm, just, I'm just going to stay here, cuddle up in these blankets forever. I'm looking at the Wikipedia, and you can take that with a grain of salt, but uh, the episode next month, the Guardians of the Galaxy, we'll be talking about, Michael Clark Duncan did the voice of Groot, and it was one of his last roles he recorded yep. before he died. So that's that's kind of sad. But... Yeah, so I'm I'm excited. Oh, did you guys, yeah, you guys saw that news today, right, about the, uh, the Netflix. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. The yeah. Netflix stuff. Why are... Crap. Why do Cage and Iron Fist get different shows? 
Oh, you maybe know, in six, two they combine or something. Yeah, I was thinking that like they're gonna build up the Defender series. Maybe after they meet them, meet each other there, they'll do a Heroes for Hire series after. But I don't think Luke Cage will benefit as much from a solo show. But I think if they go along the lines of like the the Ed Brubaker Matt Fraction series, Iron Fist might benefit from a solo series yeah. uh, to introduce him that way. And I envision the Defenders as not Hulk and Doctor Strange and. <laughs> You know, I, I look for the Defenders to be those four heroes. So. Why, can't they just, why can't they just be Marvel Knights? You know, I was I was surprised they didn't call it Marvel Knights, too. But, you know, they've, they've got this team name out there, and it works. I honestly thought, like, the Phase 4 or 5 would have been a Hulk solo movie, a Doctor Strange solo movie, a Namor solo, and maybe they'd have Silver Surfer back by then. I think Doctor Strange is supposed to be in Phase 3. Yeah, Doctor Strange. I know. I, I, that's why I thought they could take those heroes in their solo movies and build it like the Avengers. And I am, Avengers, I am but, terrified no. by all the talk of Patrick Dempsey playing him. I hope oh, not. Well, that, that's kind of died down. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, I think he just said he wanted to. I don't think anybody else ever wanted him to. I, uh, I, don't, I, I wouldn't mind him. But I, I'd say anybody watches Game of Thrones, um, the guy that plays Littlefinger in that show needs to play Doctor Strange. Yeah, he think. would be pretty good. Yeah, I can't take credit for that good. idea. I saw it in a list that Newsarama did a while ago, like ten actors that could do it. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, you, you, please. Yeah, he, he could do it. He could pull it off. Let's move on to the uh, spider satellites, Kevin. How many books we got? Well, I'd like to start this segment uh, by taking yes, a pee break. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Because oh, Papa got okay. pee before he reviews ten books. I'm just Pop, you know. Papa got a pee. Okay, let's let me hit stop here. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go get a diet coke. Uh, I'm gonna get me a trap. Unless <laughs> I'm accused on. of being a surly drunk when I'm just really tired. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, I'll call you guys in ten. Cool. Bye. Thank you. All right. Bye.